All right, good morning, Hope Church. Thank you so much for uh, tuning in, for being a part of our online service. My name is Logan Smith, and I am one of the pastors here at Hope Church. I'm excited I get to be with you all this morning just to be a part of your uh, worship experience today. Uh, last week, we wrapped up a series that we had been in for a few months that was simply called The Gospel. Uh, throughout the series, we walked through the entirety of the gospel message, which at its absolute simplest is the good news that through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, God has made a way of salvation and rescue for all people. And uh, we did this series with two reasons. One, with the hope of both equipping you to be able to share the gospel adequately and faithfully with other people. Uh, but we also wanted just to increase your own joy in and your own understanding of the gospel message of Jesus Christ. And so... This week we're moving into the season of Advent, and so if you are unfamiliar with what Advent is, it is a word that means arrival, and so throughout this, uh, this season, uh, we do two things. One, we celebrate, we uh, look back at the arrival of Jesus into this world as a baby, and then two, we celebrate and look forward to the day when Christ will come back. So his return, uh, that's actually the last element of the gospel message. Uh, he is coming back. We believe that He is coming back. He's going to complete the redemptive work that He began when He came as a baby. And so we look back in order to look forward. We celebrate His first coming and we look forward to His second. And so every week of Advent, we have a different theme that we focus on. Uh, there are four themes. They are peace, hope, joy, and love. And so with each theme, we light a candle, which is why are the, all these candles are right here. And uh, today our focus is on peace. We are going to focus on kingdom peace that has come with the arrival of Christ and will one day come in full at His return. So let's read our scripture for today, and then we will light the peace candle. Our scripture is John chapter 14, verse 27. Is Jesus speaking. He says, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Amen, church. Let's pray together. Uh, Heavenly Father, thank you so much um, just for using me this day, God. Um, I recognize as, as I stand here, Jesus, that I'm... Um, I'm just a man whom you've saved and you've rescued and redeemed. And God, that there's no power in and of myself or power has to come through you. God, I've prepared and I've studied. And, but Jesus, I need you to do the work. God, um, even now as we film this on Thursday, we're going to show this on Sunday. Lord, I pray at the hearts of all who will receive this message that you've gone before me, that you've been prepping their hearts for what we are going to be discussing today. So Lord Jesus, I pray for life change. I pray that you move in ways that are beyond my, um, even my wildest dream, God. Just use me. I'm trusting you. This is the name of Christ that I pray. Amen. So here in John 14, again, this is Jesus speaking. He's speaking with his disciples. And this is part of what is called the farewell discourse. Okay, and so Jesus is eating the Last Supper with his disciples. They're together uh, having the Passover meal together. And Jesus knows good and well here in John 14 that he is about to be betrayed. 
He is about to die. He's about to be crucified. And he's also, he knows he's about to raise from the dead. And he's about to ascend to the Father. You know, he knows all these things. And so this farewell discourse is really Jesus preparing his disciples for all these things to happen. You know, he's, he's prepping them. He's telling them goodbye. And he is preparing them for his death, resurrection, and ascension to the Father. And so right before here, verse 27, Jesus promises that even though he's about to leave, he's not going to leave them alone. You know, like he's not just going to be like, all right, guys, I'm heading out, floating up into heaven, peace out, good luck for the rest of your lives. Like, that, that's not what Jesus is doing. He says um, that he's going to send them a helper, and that helper is the Holy Spirit. And the way that Jesus says that the Holy Spirit will help them is that he will bring to remembrance all the things that Jesus has taught them and said to them, and he will empower them to obey all the things that Jesus has said. Okay, And so the Holy Spirit is going to be with them. It's a promise. He's coming. And with the promise of the Holy Spirit, we get here to verse 27, where Jesus also promises something else. And that promise is peace. He promises to leave them with peace. And so um, you've got to understand these two promises, the promise of the Holy Spirit and the promise of peace, are not two separate promises. It's one promise. They are linked together with the coming of the Holy Spirit, with knowing and obeying the word of Jesus. There will be peace. You with me? Hope so. Uh, and so notice something about this peace. Look, let me put the verse back here on the screen. It says that um, Jesus, that, that, that it is his peace. It says it's my peace. You know, it's completely different kind of peace from the peace of the world. It's not the world's peace. It's not peace that the world can offer. It's only peace that Jesus can offer. It's a different kind of peace. It's a unique kind of peace. It is His peace. So what makes Jesus' peace so different? What does His peace look like? So let's, let's talk about that. Um, the word for peace in this verse is this Greek word, irene. All right, it's where we get the name Irene. And it is, this is the peace of Jesus. This is what we call kingdom peace. And this kingdom peace, this Irene, it comes from Jesus. It has really, it's really three different types of peace. Okay, and I believe that all three are promised to us in Christ. So let's, let's look at these three kinds of peace that is encompassed with this one word. The first kind of peace that we get is an inner peace of the heart and the soul. It's an inward peace of our heart and soul. It's a state of wholeness and rest. It's a peace that describes not being afraid or stressed or anxious. And it's the kind of peace that Jesus is mainly talking about here in the context of verse 27. Uh, look again at that verse at the end. It says, Let not your hearts be troubled, and neither let them be afraid. This peace of Jesus is a peace that is absent of fear and trouble. Uh, look at uh, Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 through 7. This is a, a life verse for me, even though I don't, I don't do it completely all, all that well all the time, just to be honest with you, but this is a life verse for me. It says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So do you see that? 
Remember, the peace of God, it's not the world's peace, it's the peace of God. It is this inner peace that surpasses all understanding because it is a peace that is absent of fear, anxiety, and stress. So I do want to be very clear about this though, okay? Um, because hopefully you're hearing me correctly, okay? This peace may mean the absence of fear, anxiety, and stress, but it is not the absence of things that cause fear, anxiety, and stress. Like, I wish that's what it meant. That'd be, that would mean no more spiders. And that would be awesome. I wish that there were, there were no, no more cause of these things that give us fear, anxiety, and stress. But it doesn't mean that. What it means is that even in the midst of these things, even in the midst of situations that seem impossible for us to get through, things like a global pandemic, political unrest, death in the family, anything at all, it means that there is this inner peace that absolutely defies any kind of logic or human understanding. It's this in, inner just rest and peace and wholeness and, and absence of fear and anxiety. And listen guys, this peace is not only possible, it's promised. It's promised in Jesus Christ. It is his peace. It's a kingdom peace. So that's the first type of peace we get from Jesus. The second kind of peace is a peace between us and other people. It's a peace that brings reconciliation between us and other people. Look at Ephesians chapter 2, verses 14 and 15. It says, For He Himself is our peace, who has made us both one and has broken down in His flesh the dividing wall of hostility by abolishing the law of commandments, expressed ordinances, that he might create in himself one new man in place of the two, so making peace. So, you see this first thing we see in that verse is, again, this is not peace that the world can give you. Right? Because it says, it, it, it says that peace is a person. It says that he himself is our peace. Peace is a person, and that person's name is Jesus. And the kind of peace that this scripture is talking about is a peace between us and other people. It says that Jesus absolutely breaks down these walls of hostility that stand between us and other people. So, so listen to me. Right now, you may be watching this video, and, and as I'm talking about reconciliation between us and other people, you may actually have faces and names come into your mind of people that there may be a wall between you and them. Listen to me, if there's a dividing wall between you and anybody else, Jesus did not build that wall. That wall is not from Jesus. Jesus did not come to build walls. He came to tear them down. He came to break down those walls. And so, listen, I do want to be clear about this point as well, okay? Um, this doesn't mean that everyone who believes in Jesus will all of a sudden forget and let go of every single grievance that they have with someone at the drop of a hat, and then everybody's going to hold hands and skip off into the sunset eating ice cream. You know, BFFs, best friends forever. Like, that's, not, that's not what automatically is going to happen. As a matter of fact, Jesus even said himself that, look, not everybody's going to like you all the time, especially on his account. I mean, Listen, Jesus may not build walls, but other people will absolutely build walls because of Jesus. I mean, he, he promises us 
that. Um, he actually may even cause division. What it does mean, though, is that when you lean into Jesus, when you are following the Holy Spirit, when you're trusting in Jesus, following in Jesus, that this peace between us and other people, it is a promised possibility. Even with people we may think are absolutely beyond our reach of reconciliation. Uh, look at Romans chapter 12, verse 18. It says, If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. You see that? Listen, you're not responsible for someone else's peace. Praise God. <laughs> but you are responsible as a kingdom person. If you are in Christ and you've received the peace of Christ, you at least are responsible for at least attempting peace with other people. Even peace that may seem impossible to get. Um, even with your greatest enemies, when we lean into the personal work of Jesus, there can be peace. This leads me to the third and final kind of peace. The third kind of peace is the greatest kind, and it is peace between us and God. Back to Ephesians chapter 2, um, we read verses 14 and 15. Look at verse 16. It says, and might reconcile us both to God in one body through the cross, thereby killing the hostility. You see this? It says that God not only reconciles us to each other as if we were one person, but He kills the hostility between us and Himself. He kills the hostility between us and God. There's now peace between us and God. Guys, you got to understand that apart from Jesus, we were enemies of God. Hostile in mind and word and deed, dead in our sin. But Jesus is our peace. His life, His death, His cross, His resurrection, His ascension, all have made peace between us and God. Look at Romans chapter 5, verse 1. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So, through Jesus Christ, we have peace with God. When we surrender our lives to Jesus, when we place our faith in Him, when we believe of the, in the gospel of the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus, it says we are justified, we are forgiven of every sin that we've ever sinned against God, and we who were once enemies of God become children of God. There is Peace. So, do you see this great peace that is promised in Jesus? All three of these things. This peace is beautiful. It's His peace. It's an inner peace that goes beyond whatever circumstances we may be dealing with. It's peace between us and other people. And it's peace between us and God. And all this is promised in Christ Jesus. This is kingdom peace. And it is beautiful. So real quick, back to John chapter 14, verse 27. Jesus says that His peace that He gives us, it is not the peace that the world gives. It's not a worldly peace. It's a different kind of peace. So um, here's what I want you to understand, okay? Even though this world cannot give you this kind of peace, it will absolutely promise you this kind of peace and never deliver. It will promise this kind of peace and never deliver. And if we're not careful, we will look at this world and we will think that the peace it offers us is just as good, if not better, than the peace that only Jesus can give. For example, I want to talk to you real quick about what I see as the latest trend of this world promising us peace, okay? 
Um, some of y'all may have never heard of this thing before, um, but it is this thing that is called the metaverse. The metaverse. And so, uh, if you don't know what that is, basically here's what it is, okay? It is, uh, what it is, it, it's simply, it, it's a new way of instead of just like looking and logging into the internet and just kind of looking at it from a screen, the metaverse is a way where you can be fully immersed inside the internet. Like you're not just looking at it on a screen, you are in the internet and experiencing it firsthand. And you're like, what? What, what do you mean? There's like a couple examples. So uh, I don't know if you all have ever seen those those Oculus goggles. You know those big goggles that people wear, where they if they're playing a video game, um, when they put on these goggles, it's like they're inside the video game. You know they're not just watching it from a screen with a controller. No, they put these goggles on. They put these gloves on, and when they move, like their character in the in the in the game moves, and like they're walking around. It's like they're walking around in the world of the game that they're playing. Um, they can meet people from other countries and other nationalities and things inside this game, and it, it, it's called virtual reality. It's part of the metaverse. Um, another example, and give uh, developers right now are actually trying to develop glasses that remind me of Iron Man. You know, like they're these glasses where you can put these glasses on, you can look through them, you see everything around you just like normal. But as you're looking around, there will literally on your glasses be like scrolls of information that are telling you about all the things you see, when it was built, or you know who this person is, and you know uh, there's even they're trying to make it to where I, I could put on these glasses, you could put on your glasses, we both log on to the same thing in the internet, and then I can look over it, and it's like you're a hologram right beside me, even if you're miles and miles away from me. Like this is something that sounds like science fiction, you know. This is this is Mission Impossible stuff, but this is what people are actually developing right now. Like it's not very far from fiction anymore. This is what's becoming our reality. It's all part of the metaverse. And so some of y'all may be like, "All right, listen, I don't understand at all what you're talking about right now." And if you are, that's totally fine. Okay, it's it's okay. I just I just want to make a point about this metaverse. Okay. Because it's growing, it's getting big, you know, Facebook is in it, Facebook itself is even changing its name to Meta to be a part of the Metaverse, okay? But here, here's the point. The point of the Metaverse essentially is to create an entirely new reality that you and I can escape into so that we can be or become whoever we want to be, wherever we want to be, whenever we want to be. It's, I mean, it's in the name. It's Metaverse. The verse means universe. It's a completely new universe. It's an online universe that we can be fully immersed in, have completely different identities if we want to. We can look however we want to look as long as we're you know, inside the Metaverse. And we can be able to wear all the things we want to wear and do all things that we may not normally be able to do in the real world. But we can do it in this virtual world that's being created for us. Okay, and so um, it, it's going to be as if all these things are actually real, even though they're not. And so, listen, I'm not preaching against the metaverse. I don't want you to hear me say like you need to run from it or hide from it. There's the more I've read about it, the more there's actually some pretty cool things about it. I do think it is dangerous. And I do think there are things that are frightening about it. Uh, for example, I told Jeff the first time I heard about this metaverse, I was like, man, like some people don't even know how to use their turn signal. 
We're gonna trust them with this? Like, man, like some, some of y'all's cars got cobwebs on your turn signal switch. Y'all never use it, you know what I mean? But then, but they're entrust us to be in a whole new universe? Like, that's, that's what's most frightening to me about it, honestly. Um, but, so, but I'm not preaching against the metaverse. Here's the point I'm trying to make, okay? The metaverse is a prime example of the so-called peace that this world offers. Listen to me, church. The only peace that this world has to offer is not peace at all. It's escape. It's not peace. It's an escape. It's simply an escape from all the problems and conflicts and drama that this world is full of. That's all the metaverse is. It's an escape. If you don't like your reality, well, guess what? We're going to give you the means to make your own so that you can escape into it. It's a promise of peace. And the fact of the matter is, is that people are buying it. They're absolutely buying into this worldly idea of peace. Companies are literally investing billions of dollars into people being able to create whatever reality they want to create so that they can escape the very real hardships and conflicts that are innate into this world. And the promise of this new universe is peace. But listen to me, church. This is the peace of the world. The peace that Jesus offers you is not a peace that takes you out of this world, but is actually a peace that unleashes you into the world. It's a peace that empowers you to endure the hardships and struggles. It's a peace that makes it possible for you to reconcile with people who you thought would be impossible to reconcile with. It's a peace that, uh, of being joined to a God who is far and above any reality we could ever dream or imagine or create for ourselves. This is the peace that Jesus was born to give, and it is the peace that He will one day bring in full when He returns. It is not an escape into our own kingdoms, which we create. It is bringing God's kingdom into this world. That's the peace that I want to have, and that is the peace that we get in Jesus. It is not the peace of the world. It is the peace of God, and one day it will come in full. Revelation chapter 21, verses 1 through 4. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, the sea was no more, and I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them, and they will be his people, and God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. Do you see this? The peace of Christ that we get to experience now, listen, we only get to experience it in part. But one day, when Christ returns, we will know this peace in full. New heaven and new earth. No more conflict. No more crying. No more pain. No more hurt. No more stress. No more anxiety. It is the complete absence not only of, uh, of those things, but of the things that cause those things, you know? It is God Himself with us in His fullness. There is complete and total peace. And this is what Jesus is going to bring us one day. As we close, 
I want to close with one more scripture. John chapter 16, verse 33. Jesus says, I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Listen, we don't need to escape this world. Jesus has already defeated this world. And because He has overcome, we can have peace. I want to give two invitations. First is for all of you who are listening right now, you've never surrendered your life to Christ. My invitation is for you just to come to Jesus. Believe the gospel. Believe that Jesus came, that He was born in flesh, God in human flesh. That He bore all of our sin on the cross so that we could be forgiven of our sin. He died. He rose from the dead. He is alive at the right hand of the Father. And He is calling you to surrender your life to Him, to believe in Him, to let go of your way of peace and surrender to Jesus. Receive His peace. Receive His life. Receive all that He has to offer you. Would you believe the gospel today? Be saved from your sin. Be saved from death. Be saved from hell. And be saved into eternal life with God. And the second invitation is for all those who are listening and you, you are absolutely buying into the world's way of peace. You're trying to escape. Maybe um, you're, you've run from conflict you have with other people. My invitation again is for you just to go to Jesus and know His peace. Don't escape from this world. Just go to Jesus. He will give you peace to endure this world. Let go of the things you are holding on to that, think, that you think are giving you peace and go to the person of peace, the Prince of Peace, Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for joining us today, church. We love you, and as we always say to you, grace and yes, peace. Have a great day.